What's up, everybody? Episode 49 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your host and back, Ryan. And Nate. Man, we apologize again for another week missed. It's 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 not my fault. Nate, yeah, you want to uh, explain to the people what happened? Yeah, I'll take the blame for this one. Um, I was on a bit of a vacation. That's fine, though. You Vacations know, are vacation good. Vacation is necessary. Vacations are good for the mind. I, I feel think, like I'm gone every other week, though. You ever yeah. know? Like, I'm kind of absent. Absent-minded or just like absent? Both, both I think. <laughs> I think you're, I think you just, you're like, um, there's a word for it. There's a word for that type of person. It's a um, person that travels a lot. A person that just like is, is out there. What's, what's that called? I don't know. A journeyman? I don't, I don't know what it's no, called. No, I very, think that's, that's it's something a, totally different. It's a very specific term. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, but welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode 49. We're about to hit the 50th episode that's what we're going to call our one year anniversary episode it's going to be a great episode we're going to reflect back on the year we got some great clips that we've chopped and screwed up and something we'll, we'll talk about man like we've had a lot of shit go on we're not going to get into it now but there's a lot of good memories and a lot of good gems that i think we've spit over the past year wouldn't you say oh for sure um think over the past year wow that's crazy to say it's a long time it's yeah. a really like a really, really long, long time. time yeah we've definitely had some good insights definitely some really bad insights <laughs> uh but you know it's all learn it's all a learning experience you we, know we gave you guys a lot of shit for for the free for yeah. the f yeah. and we think that i mean this may be stuff that may still be relevant to you so we decided to put in an episode that you guys can re-listen to sometimes people get lost in like what is it 50 episodes yeah you guys get lost in that stuff sometimes it's too much a little bit that's uh, a little bit overwhelming yeah so we'll put it in a, like a summarized spark note yeah. version a year later and we're still not getting paid to do this so. exactly and it's probably going to be a long Jeez. time before we do yeah but on that note, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode, episode 49. Um, before we get into the episode, I want to talk about one thing first, because you went on vacation. Yes. And I was here sort of like kind of working on some stuff as well. And it got me thinking about mindsets. Sure. Right. So let's get into this real quick. So I learned this recently. I don't know how I stumbled across this article, but it explained the idea of mindsets. And there's two types of mindsets. There's a fixed mindset and there's a growth mindset. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. I've f- taken psychology one. Right? Yeah. I failed it the first time. But after reading this, it made a lot of sense. And it kind of explained us as, as a duo when it comes to this podcast. Because we come across a lot of people on a day-to-day basis. Some of them are friends. Some of them people we genuine, genuinely care about that want to do great shit. Right? I got a burp. Never mind, I'm good. <laughs> but like to do and want to do great shit, right? They have yeah. aspirations of being the next YouTuber, the next influencer, right? I don't know why you sure. want to be an influencer, but yeah. okay. Damn. That's like the only downfall of living in the city is like hearing an ambulance every like 30 seconds. But to my point, there we have a lot of friends. 
<laughs> we have a lot of friends that want to do great shit, ourselves included. The one thing that I feel like sets people apart from doing great shit and accomplishing great shit is your mindset. It's very true. So when I 100%. read when I read this article, right, it it perfectly explained the people that we are in, like we see on a day to day basis that have this what I like to call a fixed mindset. Yes. So for those who don't are well, yeah, explain explain the difference okay, between here. fixed and growth. Look, I'm no I'm no psychology major. I've took we took one class probably. True. Yeah. But a fixed mindset is basically saying that your traits, your skills are fine as they are. And those alone are going to get you to where you want to go. Okay. So I'm good at basketball. I'm always going to be a good at basketball. I don't got to practice. I don't got to do anything else but play. And I'm going to get to the NBA. That's the fixed mindset. Okay. A growth mindset is basically saying, I know that I'm okay or good at what I'm doing, be it basketball. If I put in the work, I put in the the dedication, I will get to where I want to go. And that's a growth mindset. Basically seeing your traits as something that is in its like prime stage. And okay. if you add to that, you'll get to where you have to go. Yeah, I fuck with that. Yeah, and I think I that's, that's where we fit in. We fit in that growth mindset because if you've been following us since the very first episode... We know we aren't shit. <laughs> We've said that in, in, in multiple episodes. Yeah, we still aren't after a year. Thank you. Yes. Let's, let's be humble here. Yeah. We've, we've definitely said that from, from the very first episode. So we know every day, every episode, it's a learning process. And we have to get used to not only talking to 15 to 20 people that listen to this, yeah. but growing. Okay, let's be more in, realistic. Like five. No, actually, I want to say like estimate... 75 people. Really? You think so? A, a college classroom size amount of people. Mm. I think so. I'm, I think so. I'm going to put like, this on okay, a pedestal Are here. we talking like college class like the first week or like three weeks or like three months into yeah, the semester? Yeah, so like typically in like one of those larger classrooms after people start to drop out. So yeah. I'm going to say like the week before midterms. Okay. That, we're that ty- size classroom. Okay. But Good. we have I a lot of friends clarify. and you, you can speak on this. We have a lot of friends that want to do creative shit yeah. but aren't willing to put in the work to do that yeah i mean with anything i think it just comes with like trying to find time to do not even trying to find time making time um to kind of like hone your craft and Mm kind of like really work on what you want to work on um also i think a lot of people may be scared and that's understandable like it's scary to do something creative because even with this like sometimes in the back of my head or whatever, like maybe this won't pan out, you know? And that's mm-hmm. scary to think that if you create something, then it might be for nothing. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think that's just kind of like the the fear that everybody has, yeah. the, the fear of failing and not, you know, reaching their full potential. Intention, I think, yeah. is, a, is, an, is an important um, term to describe. Like if your intention is to be famous, is to make money, then you may be doing it for the wrong things. Like how they say, like, work a job that you love so you'll never work a day in your life, yeah. right? That's, the mi- that's, a mind- that's a growth mindset to the point where you are, wor- you are doing something not only that changes you as a person, 
but also gets you farther in life. But the, the intention is not to get farther in life. It just happens natural. Yeah. Naturally. Um, so like with us, with this podcast, we don't, we even had this conversation early on is, you know, how are we going to get anywhere with this? Or like, what if we don't get anywhere with this? Yeah. And when we stopped focusing so much on that, things started to happen yeah. in a weird way, right? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's like, once I stopped thinking about, you know, are we going to be successful next month, next week, next year even? Yeah. That's when shit really starts happening. Yeah. Because you stop like, you stop worrying about it and you just do it. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, regardless of whether you become successful or not doing whatever you do, like, if you love what you're doing, then that's all that really matters. You know what I'm saying? As Perfect. cliche as it sounds. And success, true. success is subjective in yeah. our case. Yeah. Our, our pieces of success, things that we've told family members, friends about that have made us super proud, may to others be like, that's nothing. Yeah. Like I, but to us, it's like being organic and creating this stuff on our own and to be able to get to that point is still, it's a, it's a, it's a, a success piece for us. So yeah. I think when I'm, when I'm talking about mindsets, the, there's a lot of people and those listening as well they're very skeptical or even doubt their own ideas to the point where they feel like maybe you're lazy to the point where you think that, Oh, I'll just, and this is how I was feeling while, you know, while we were on our little hiatus or for the past month, it's like, Oh, I'll just put out an episode and I'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Like I'll, I'll, I'll put out an episode. People will listen to it and it'll be okay. And then when I started paying attention to the little things, and I don't know why I do this, but I've, I've tried not to do this as much, pay attention to the listens and, the the dms and the comments and they started to become less and less and less i was just like fuck maybe maybe i'm doing something wrong yeah like maybe maybe my my work ethic is like starting to decrease but when i thought about it it's like no like every episode we get better and better at talking we get better and better at like discussing topics that alone is a win yeah and and the numbers will be numbers but these types of things, whether it becomes, whether we become a fucking corporate company or we become, you know, newer fucking next McDonald workers, whatever. It, the next step doesn't matter. It's just to know that what we did is awesome and putting out great shit. Yeah, because we think it's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's yeah. all that matters. So the reason why I brought this up is for the listeners to be like, yo, like Nate said, just just put it out. Put the workout, put the do something, stop delaying it, stop thinking about the this, logo, that, the name, yeah. just do something, you know? And um, that's basically why I thought of that. Because while you were gone, it was weird because I was thinking about it a lot. And I was like, man, like this podcast is like so important. I want to make sure it's perfect, but sometimes it's not going to always be perfect. Yeah, you know? of course. Cool. Let me get, let's get, let's get out of our feelings for a second. Yeah. Let's get out of the bag for Jesus a second. Christ, they got really deep that was really, really fast. I feel like those types of things are really important to like start things off because you want to get people, it's like right before a marathon when, when people start getting pumped up and they're yeah. like, all right, yeah, I'm listening to fucking Eye of the Tiger on my headphones. It's like, I'm about to run this. It's, like, a, it's like always in those sports movies where they have like the most crucial game Yep. and then they have like the most like fucking motivating speech in the beginning <laughs> yeah. and then it's just like you almost want to shed a tear for because real I'm so man motivated. like it gets people we 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 owe it to the l people that are listening to to revamp 
what we've been doing. It's been a minute, and we, um, I would say we fell off for a little bit, but it's okay. We deserve, or you guys deserve, a little bit of motivation to get yeah. you through this episode. I felt, I felt like I just watched Coach Carter again for like the first time. Damn, that's a good, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Most motivational movie I've ever seen. But let's get into some streetwear shit, because that's why you guys listen to this, right? So, we talk about lookbooks a lot. Lookbooks are... For the most part, 9 out of 10 lookbooks dry as shit nowadays. Same old colored white background, um, super weird contortion of bodies and poses, and just like, it's it's all pretty normal now. But let's talk about our guy, Heron Preston, real quick. Heron Preston, if you guys don't know already, is the creator of, what is it called again? What? His, His brand? brand? His current brand? Yeah. Is it just called Hair and Preston? Damn, I don't know why I flopped on that. <laughs> Hair and Preston. It's literally his, his name. Of his self-titled brand, Hair and Preston. Um, he's been doing a lot of sort of teasers with his collaboration with NASA. Collabor- collaboration with NASA, why? I do not know. But I think... Okay, let's start with that first before we get into you know the lookbook. Well, okay, but what I want to know is how does this collaboration even... Come about? Come about. Like, how do you, do you just hit up, Na- do you just DM NASA on Twitter? Like, hey, you want to collab? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I, th- I feel like a lot of collaborations start with when an employee of said company is a fan of streetwear fashion. Maybe they're in a, a spot where they can make things happen. And they say, damn, that dude is doing like amazing shit. I could totally imagine them doing something with our company. And then them just reaching out. I feel like that's how it starts just like pretty organic in that sense okay so can we get like neil degrasse tyson on here or something that would be so crazy that i feel like he lit. would overanalyze clothing to the point where we would never ever have another episode because we couldn't think you couldn't even talk to that, that. Yeah. we couldn't think to that echelon of, of thinking yeah that would be so sick but when it comes to heron preston we already know that he's a very and we we kind of created these terms in a recent episode he's very like Postmodernism streetwear. Sure, yeah. In regards to how he thinks, right? It's yeah. very almost like Virgil Abloh on steroids. Yeah. It's very cr- overly creative, a lot of straps, a lot of just, would you call it like utility wear or just like kind of just, I don't even know what to describe it uh, as. I don't know. It's very like off white esque. Um, I mean, he's definitely like a Virgil Kanye associate. So yeah. I. I guess the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree, Not at all. if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how I would describe it. To be honest, I haven't even seen much of his collections mm-hmm. other than the um, the one that he did with the uh, with the bird on it. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, you know all that stuff. And yeah. then, of course, like the NASA. Uh, so I can't really give like a super strong take on it, but yeah, that's how I would describe okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So his his clothing's kind of already out of this world. Pun intended. Literally. Pun intended. And so he decides to do this collaboration with NASA, which in my initial reaction is very why and what the fuck? How did that happen? Same as you. So typical lookbook, you know, new clothes, hot model, background, whatever, basic shit. But this motherfucker decide to go out of the box, literally... Out of this, out of this world, and take his clothes, and fucking shoot a lookbook in space. 
crazy. <laughs> now you didn't believe me Ridiculous. when I told you. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't believe me when I told you. But he literally took. I would assume it was a mannequin. Yeah, it was like a dummy. A, a dummy, put his clothes on top of on the, of the dummy. Somehow launched this dummy into space with the I clothes think, on. I think they use like a weather balloon or something like. Oh, okay, that, yeah. that makes more sense. Put a weather balloon on this dummy. Attached GoPro cameras to take pictures, and once it got, I guess, to the outer atmosphere, started taking pictures. Yeah. My question is, how the fuck do you get that camera back? I think. Are they like? I think it just like slowly deflates, and then it ends up just like falling to Earth. But where is it? Like, there's GPS on it. I'm oh, sure you okay, track okay, it. okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. It's 2018, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Everything has uh, has GPS on it, but just that alone. Just thinking outside of the box. Of course, if you're going to think I'm doing a collaboration with NASA, you're going to think of, okay, how can I get my shit to space? I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. But to make that shit happen is a whole other story. Dude, imagine if the astronauts were dressed in like hair and Preston and like off-white. Aliens would be mad jealous. <laughs> Dude, just imagine an astronaut in like a, yeah, like a hair and Preston designed astronaut suit. Yeah. And looking super fitted out with the helmets all like chromed out, yeah. looking like Tron, like yeah. that would be amazing. But just to think that somebody would go to that extent to exhibit creativity for collaboration, best one ever. Yeah, I think we talked. I talked about it in a recent episode. The best lookbook that I had seen prior to that was like somebody who had done basically skins on characters in gta san andreas oh yeah i saw that that was pretty sick that was really yeah. cool but this one definitely takes the cake now let's talk about what this means then in terms of creativity because we see a lot of the boring lookbooks it's annoying at some point because i don't even think i click through them anymore i'll just go straight to the website to see the clothes yeah but when we see that like, these people do like thinking outside of the box it really takes streetwear to a whole nother level Maybe not clothing-wise, but I think it's important. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of, again, reaffirms the idea that everything has been done. Yeah. And there are so few things that haven't been done. And I think um, Heron Preston fucking putting his clothes in space <laughs> is like one of the most like ridiculous. ridiculous things to happen in like a really long time. So... I mean, I don't know why no one's thought of that before. Exactly. Well, it wouldn't make sense to do something like that with like a standard clothing line. I you think know? just the shock factor of it being in space is enough. It doesn't even matter. You thought it was fake. Like that yeah. alone would be like, there's no way anybody could ever think of doing something like, like this. Like why didn't Nike and Tom Sachs do that? You're right. With their Mars Yard 2.0. Put it on Mars. Put it on a, a Mars rover. <laughs> Crazy. Fucking hire us already. Right? Jesus Christ. Damn. We should consult. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sort of like sort of imagining what was going through it, through his head in the moment. And it, it, it sort of brings me to this conclusion is streetwear people, people who are in that community are some creative ass motherfuckers. Like they are so outside of the box thinkers. You think about why the larger brands, the house, house, house name brands bring on people like like a cause or a Jeff Staple or a Bobby Hundreds or a Heron Press and Virgil Abloh, they bring these people 
to do campaigns for them because they know that they have this outside of the box thinking that what seems like nobody in their company has yeah to do it or well, maybe they're just using their name that i think both one that you know at a larger corporation things are very structured mm-hmm. and i think just going back to what you said earlier about streetwear people in the streetwear industry people related to streetwear whatever they are very creative people because at the end of the day streetwear was about coloring outside of the lines yeah. not necessarily subscribing to any particular set of rules just kind of doing what you want so i think that allowed people like cause people like whoever the creative freedom to kind of like just essentially do what they want like i said yeah and i was thinking there's i feel like there's a distinction between it's like a, a gray area so if you look at when big name streetwear companies or fashion houses bring on artists right yeah artists coming into a fashion house it's sometimes it's not that exciting now we look at people that do collaborations with like converse right sometimes you'll get like um an artist we've never heard of put out a collaboration you see maybe like musicians put out collaborations we're not that excited by them. But when we see somebody that's a part of the culture, maybe even sometimes we're not even too familiar with. And I'm not going to lie, I'm, I wasn't familiar with like Brain Dead when they did a collaboration with Vans. Yeah. But for some reason, the people that are within streetwear or a part of that culture that do collaborations with big name brands always produce the best shit. Yeah, I think so. I think one that's us just being biased because we fuck with streetwear. That might be it. Uh, <laughs> all right, well there goes our entire. But I think, but I, but there's also some times where I don't even know who they are, and I'll think it's cool, and yeah. which is which is it's which is weird. Like even with and, and so yeah, there's obviously hits and misses, you know. But like for somebody like like a Tyler the Creator, yeah, right. Other rappers have put out shit before. Then Staples put out a collaboration with Converse, not that great. Yeah. Tyler Creator put out put out a collaboration with Vans and Converse. Like one of a kind. Like yeah. before that nobody was doing was it checkers on the shoes? Yeah. With Vans or I think for the one star you had never seen like like almost like was it different materials or like different patterns of colors? It had like the um it also had like the flower instead of yeah. the uh, star. We're switching out the uh yeah. the stripe like yeah. Those types of things, when you when you're a person that's a part of the culture, for some reason they just create some great shit. Like yeah. they they set the precedent for how things are going to be created in the future. Just look at everything that Nike's doing right now with their uh, their JDI collections yeah. with like all over prints and offsetted swooshes and triple swooshes, whatever. The people from the culture are making that shit a thing, and that's why it's a, they're adopting that, which is like it's crazy to me. Yeah, um, just going, just piggyback, piggybacking on what you're saying. Uh, like we always talk about in other episodes, I think just mainstream culture in general is kind of like starting to realize that streetwear is such a big force in influencing what we're consuming, whether that's like products or what we're watching, what we're paying attention to. Streetwear is kind of like the deciding factor of what is in and how things are going to be going forward. Dude, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And just speaking on that, then this Target is yeah. now now has quote unquote their own streetwear line. 
crazy which is designed to be all inclusive to everybody i don't i don't know what that means in terms of like their street line i guess it's just for every everyone yeah because we talked about in a recent episode the word streetwear how it almost feels like exclusive yeah in a sense we talked about our homie michael's little experience and stuff like that so when they say that it's all inclusive and we'll get into why the fuck target is doing this in the first place but when they say it's an all-inclusive clothing line what's the first thing that sort of comes to mind when you think of like all inclusive like what do they try what is their intention on making that the focus of their line i think all inclusive just means appealing to trying to appeal to everybody mm. not just one specific group of people whether that's like i don't know honestly i haven't even seen it this was a big shock to me you literally just told me about this like 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah before we started the episode it's wild yeah it's wild and and they capitalize on all the things that are like strictly streetwear all over prints for some reason i long sleeves are like kind of streetwear ish i don't know how but they're just like like a long sleeve tee a long sleeve tee yeah that's really weird how that's the thing but that's something that they focused on in the episode and just like cropped pants it's it's like it's it's really really cool because there's somebody within that team that pitched that and was like this is something that will really attach to millennial kids nowadays and whether that person that pitched that is in streetwear or not i applaud them getting it right maybe it's not something that i would wear but to understand the aesthetic of people in streetwear it's pretty impressive coming Actually, from a conglomerate. Yeah, that is really cool because if you think about it, a lot of these brands like didn't did McDonald's do like a street? They did, or like Pizza Hut does like all kinds of shit. They whatever, did. yeah, Domino's. they did. Um, it's I think it's really cool that you're right that they're having these meetings and they're like, you know what, streetwear is like it's a thing now. Exactly, like, we should probably pay attention to this and we should probably try to hop on this. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool. And Just I wouldn't the be, recognition. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like, well, obviously Jeff Staple would announce that he was a part of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they reached out to people like Jeff Staple, influencers within the community to be like, hey, this is something that we have in mind. We would like you to help contribute to it yeah. because you guys know it better than us. And if you really look at their collection, you would expect somebody to bat to to piggyback off of streetwear to produce the same old generic ass graphics the the thrasher rip the i don't know any gucci looking thing you know like you would expect them to just rip it off the bat yeah but they did they design their own designs and everything it's pretty fucking impressive yeah i'm not gonna wear it same <laughs> but it's impressive and that just that just leads us into this question of do we, and it, it, I would almost say it's a tie between hip hop culture and streetwear. Yeah. Do we set the bar or do we create the cool for everybody else? Just as a culture in general? As a culture, as a culture. I think so. Are you talking about streetwear or hip hop? Streetwear. Streetwear? I would say they're almost one and the same or tied. Yes. Um, I definitely think so. I think streetwear hip-hop culture whatever anything and anything everything and anything related to those things is kind of in right now um sports culture too 
uh, I mean, you just see it everywhere. So I definitely think it's, like I said, it's definitely a driving force in what is sort of like the essence of like the time that we're living in. Um, because if you, you know, you could maybe survey 50, 100 people, and I guarantee you a majority of those people is going to have some sort of understanding of what streetwear is and maybe has an understanding of why that why it's so cool you know or a brand name or a brand or like exactly that. yeah i guarantee like most of those people will know it's like, pretty widespread yeah. and it's pretty mainstream i think to the point of brands being mainstream it's not there yet i know that there's maybe like one or two that are like obviously with the high fashion companies just like household names but to the general public i think the style of streetwear is a household thing now yeah like how people wear certain things whether whether it's like i see this a lot which is really funny it's the like sweater tied across the chest oh like diagonally a diagonally yeah. or the or the waist flannel yeah. like those all, all those things originate from streetwear not necessarily as a fashion statement but it was just more of like a utility statement yeah like utility purpose yeah and just getting okay so we're getting it right into this then when we talk about utility we talked about this in an episode. We were naming the trends and whatever for the next whatever year. Yes. We said man bags. Man bags are a thing. Man bags are at its peak right now. Everybody has a man bag. Women, babies, men, teachers, whatever. They have dogs. man bags. Dogs. Dogs have man bags. Yeah, they do. But now we're getting in to the next quarter of... Streetwear. It's almost looked the at next as like fiscal year. It's almost looked at as seasons, right? Yeah. I'm gonna say seasons. We're getting into winter. You're gonna need a bigger bag. You're gonna need to wear a bigger bag. You know, carry more things: gloves, a beanie, a cap, whatever. The drugs. N- the, the drugs. Yes, exactly. The newest thing, and it's already slightly a thing if you follow the right people. But men's bags, tactical menswear. There you go. Tactical sure. menswear. Yeah. That is going to be a thing. And we're going to speak on, on why this is so fucking ridiculous, but also really cool looking, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, we've been seeing a lot of, like you said, like tech wear has been a thing for like the past few years. Just anything like utilitarian. Yeah. Like I've noticed a lot of like outdoorsy, like hiking related yep, shit is yep. popping off right now. Um. <laughs> North Especially face, like North Patagonia. Face. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and then Nike like revamping their ACG line mm-hmm. and like all that shit. Um, we saw that fall off though. We saw like tactical fall off when, yeah. what's that brand? Acronym? Acronym. When acronym was like the shit and like dressing like you were like a ninja yeah. was the shit. Yeah. Which kind of fell off to turn into more Yeezy type outerwear, etc. And then became, now it's more like military issue dressing yeah um i love like army fatigue cat cargo pants like not only are they stupid cheap but they're also like very versatile they come in all sorts of patterns and colors yeah so those are really fun but to see people dressed as if they are going to war that's a whole nother story yeah i mean call it what you want but (laughs) I I do enjoy multiple pockets, you know. Yo, I, it's it's never not, have enough storage. It's, it's for shit. useful. Yeah, it's useful, and we see it along all the time. Like if you follow the right people, Alik Studios obviously is the 
the leading company in regards to that stuff. Tactical menswear. Yeah. Um, the, the bulletproof looking vests, the crazy side bags. Um, I think that's all they 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 sell. I'm sure they sell. Uh, other shit they too. sell like belts and stuff. But um, yeah. I mean, honestly, a lot of their stuff is just like a knockoff of and it's, older shit. And it's different. Yeah. It's di- it. The, I don't think we've seen a brand that was very niche. Uh, yeah. Within like a certain type of look, which is like good and bad. Um, I think w- because when it comes to like a brand, they almost have to be untrendy and you'll see success. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I definitely think that um, Aleeks, for example, doing what they're doing, what they do with their tactical chest rigs, things yeah. like that. Uh, it's very niche. Like you don't really see that much else. Of course. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, that's just kind of like them finding like their market. And then, I mean, of course it doesn't hurt that Kanye and ASAP Rocky oh, are yeah. like co-signing. That never shit. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it tactical menswear, tactical wear in general has been like the wave for like quite some time and yeah. it'll continue to be the wave. But they yeah. had a really good Paris fashion week. I know that they had yeah. like a bunch of like they had the ASAP, they had the Kanye and the Virgil uh, in attendance. Third uh, collaborate. Matthew Williams, the founder of Elix is collaborating with Nike. Really? Yeah. You didn't see that collection? No, not at all. Oh. Is it like outerwear or is it uh, more like it's, shoes? It's everything. So Whoa. it's like a trainee inspired collection. But wow. um, again, like the main theme is like utilitarian. So mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of straps, a lot of buckles, um, just like a lot of different features um, kind of like designed around like ergonomics and the necessity of like being able to like do certain movements during training. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of inspired, kind that, of informed that's by that. Pretty, that's yeah. pretty cool. And I think I'm trying to understand why this train of thought doesn't come from these companies. Why does it take somebody from streetwear to open people's minds in regards to like how they look at clothing? Cause Virgil did it with this is the 10 collection. He looked at the inside of the shoe. Yeah. And wanted to expose things that Nike been, has been covering up for years. Yeah. Why is that? Why is it that we look at things differently than other people coming from the culture that we come from? I mean, like I said before, I think it's just because streetwear was all about coloring outside the lines. Yeah. Streetwear was never about fitting in or trying to make something that everybody liked. It was more so just about doing whatever you want, doing whatever you want to do. And if people fuck with it, then they fuck with it. If not, then whatever. Like, I'm going to keep yeah. pushing. And I think that's sort, that same sort of mindset uh, kind of carries over into, you know, the stuff that we see today. Um, and that's why, you know, like, people naturally gravitate towards people like that because they're able to think outside of the box and kind of push that envelope. So It just goes to show that streetwear is the leading... The, the leading factor in everything that's cool nowadays. Yeah. Every, everything that has had or has been created that is that you would feel like is is amazing or innovative, somehow, some way, somebody from streetwear was a part of it. And that's really cool. Yeah. Like that's really cool. It, we may not be winning Nobel Prizes or 
what, what's what's other like notable awards, Grammys, Oscars, whatever? But we're pushing the culture forward in a way that's very under the radar type thing. Yeah. To people that care, whether it's clothing or architecture or design, stuff like that. So, yeah, give it up for them, man. I'm going to input some applause here, but I'm, I'm just going to clap for them. Clap, 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 clap. That's, that's awesome. So, on that note, how much time we got? It's been a while, <laughs> man. We're dusting off the cobwebs on this shit, man. It's been a minute, and we're, we're a couple beers in. So, we're, we just want to get an episode out. We got episode 50 on the way. Um, a nice yearly recap that I know you guys will enjoy. And if you've been listening for the past year, you're definitely going to enjoy because you get to listen back to some of our best clips ever. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate it. Make sure you guys go listen to fucking all the past episodes and follow us at No Chance Podcast on all social platforms, man. Like we've been we've been killing it for the past year. Yeah. And Crazy how it's been a year already. I know, right? Jeez. This is just the beginning. So for those who are listening and, and are curious about merch and live shows and events and all this other shit, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> I'm just, just tell you that right now. It's a work in progress, but with progress becomes perfection. So it will come soon, I promise, and it will be larger than your expectations. So... On that note, make sure you go listen to all the past episodes, all the past radio shows. We're putting out a lot more within the next coming weeks. Do you got any last words for the listeners before we end? I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm we're back from Spain, so we're getting back. We into are the not back from Spain. I said you I back. am fool. Oh, <laughs> I said I am back from Spain. Okay. Um, right. So yeah, we're just getting you know get shaking off the cobwebs. There we also, go. Also. We probably shouldn't drink beforehand because, yeah. I think it's good. I think it's a good. I, I think, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Sure, man. We're hey. just we're just about to hit a year, man. We got we got we got <laughs> things to celebrate. Sure. Okay. If you're a listener and you've done something every week for a year, you tell us because I think this is a, is very impressive. <laughs> Sure, man. <laughs> well, let's All end right. it on that note. All right, guys. Thank you for listening once again. We'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. <laughs>